Hello, this is Sam Chand, and I've been sharing with you on the broad subject of how to create, sustain, and enlarge your big picture. How to create, sustain, and enlarge your big picture. I've talked to you about four things, and today I'm going to share with you two more. The fourth thing I've shared with you about are the first one was personal focus, how to keep your heart in the game, in which I reminded you that all of our focus is shifting over time. Uh, doesn't matter where you are in life, you are not focusing on the same things you used to focus on way back then. And your focus is going to change. You're going to sense it before you see it. Don't trap yourself. Give yourself the chance to listen to your intuition. Give yourself the opportunity to move forward. Because there will be those uh, shifts in your life, in your personal life, that you've got to move with. Because if you don't do that, then uh, you become uncertain in your own life. And you become uncertain, then as a leader, your followers are going to be uncertain too. Because the tentative leader produces uncertain leaders. The second thing I talked to you about was what I call platform focus. How to create, communicate and maintain your vision. And which we said getting vision is easy, keeping everyone focused is difficult. Because Unless you are vision centric, you're going to have a lot of new ideas come your way and you'll say yes to everything or no without any systems and processes in place and, and, and then you don't have a North Star, you don't have something that you call a constant in your life that allows you to do that. And what a vision, a good vision does, it energizes, it galvanizes, it synergizes. A good vision is portable, a good vision is memorable, a good vision is inspiring, it's inspirational. The third thing we talked about is people focus how to develop leaders. <laughs> Developing leaders is your primary task. You have three tasks. Discover, develop, deploy. Other people can do the discovery. Other people can do the deployment. But you, as the primary leader, have to do the development. We talked about how development is different from training. We talked about how Development comes before training. We talked about how people who are highly trained but underdeveloped create problems for you. You already know that. The fourth thing that we talked about was program focus. It is how to keep everyone vision centric. Because people are shifting in and out of your organization. People have default settings. They remember where they came in, into the organization. You may be here right now, but if I came into your organization at this point, this is where I remember my, all my pictures, all my stories in my head are about this point. But people are entering your organization on a regular basis. So the question becomes, how do we keep everyone vision-centered? It all starts with you remaining Vision centered. Now, today I want to talk to you about two things procedural focus and problem focus. Let's talk about the first one. What is procedural focus? Procedural focus is how to grow a fit and trim organization. How to grow a fit and trim organization. Two things health, functionality. Health, 
functionality. As a primary leader, I want you to focus on the health of the organization. I know a lot of organizations that are functioning but unhealthy. And this just a time bomb ticking away is going to implode, explode, something going to happen. Not all growth, not all growth is healthy. If I had a growth on the side of my neck, it's a growth. Well, it is unhealthy. You want it removed. Not all growth is healthy. Focus on health. My dearly beloved leader, you know that that is the greatest struggle every day. How do I keep myself healthy? How do I keep others healthy? How do we think healthy? How do we feel healthy? How do we respond healthy? How do we do the health things that are normal and natural without which unhealthiness is going to come in there? So there's some things that you do to create healthiness. Number one is an effective evaluation system. An effective evaluation system. Most organizations don't have a healthy organization system. I know, I know you're saying to me, but uh, Sam, we, 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 we do uh, evaluations every end of the year. That's not what I'm talking about. Evaluation systems that actually help people discover how they did, where they could have improved, how they did against benchmarks and goals that already set, benchmarks that were mutually established, an evaluation that is not just top-down, not just a 360, but a self-evaluation. And people with high integrity, people who are real leaders, are going to be sensing and are going to be true. And with integrity, they can see this is where I was supposed to be. This is where I am. I think I need to bump it up just a little bit. So, so, so there are what I call informal systems. There are personal development plans and strategic reports. Let's talk about each one of those. Informal systems. So there are formal systems, I get that, but there are also informal systems of mentoring, of coaching, of talking to people's lives, of correcting a situation as soon as it happens, not making a sticky note in someone's file, but dealing with it right away. Informal systems that allow people to continuously grow every day. Informal systems that people know that no one's going to come down on me, they're going to help me. The second one is what I call creating health now. Second one I'm talking about is personal development plans. Personal development plans are those that in which you say, here are five areas in my life. This year, I plan to grow in all these five, and this is how I'm going to do that. Unless you have a written personal development plan, you will not know whether you've grown in those areas or what your plans were supposed to be to grow in those areas. Everyone listening to me right now, create a personal development plan. It's very simple. Don't overthink this. Write a subject line. For example, it might be, I want to be out of debt. That's a personal development topic. Under that, this is how I'm going to do it. Another topic might be, I want to enroll in college. This is how I'm going to do that. So don't overthink it. Come up with just five areas. Write about three, four points under each one of them. Start working it out. Manage them. Move them forward. So at the end of the year, you'll be able to evaluate yourself against your own 
personal development plan. And finally, the third one is strategic reports. Every organization has to create what they call strategic reports. Strategic reports are, here were our goals as an organization, and this is how close we've come to those goals. Our goal was to reach this many people. We have exceeded that. Let's celebrate that. We've come really close to that. Let's celebrate that. Let's give it one final push and we'll be over the hill. Let's celebrate that. Because once you know what the strategic reports are, strategic reports are not about stuff you do. Strategic reports are about organizational goals and how you have achieved them. So, maintain a healthy organization, create a healthy organization, and that can also be done by the systems you create to make sure that health continues to prevail. So when unhealthy stuff is going on, when unhealthy stuff is going on, your followers are asking three questions. Unhealthy stuff, followers are asking three questions. Question number one, does he or she see it? And if not, What's wrong with that picture? Question number two. If he or she sees it, talking about you, if he or she sees it and not doing something about it, what's wrong with that picture? And question number C, uh, three is, if he or she does not see it and we can see it, what's wrong with that picture? Number one, do you see it? That's what they're asking. Number two, do you not see it? Number three, if you see it, not doing anything about it. And that is what creates unhealthy organizations. Because unhealthy organizations defer dealing with issues. They say things like, well, I don't like conflict. It doesn't have to be conflict. It does not have to be conflict because in your head, facing something creates conflict. Reframe that, you're not, because if you don't deal with that thing, it's going to be fatal to you. Facing a dilemma, facing a situation is not conflict. It's not even confrontation. People say, well, I don't like confronting people. This, this take those words out of your head. Take conflict and confrontation out of your head. Say to yourself, I have been called I'm a leader, this is my role, this is my responsibility, I must deal with this. Without conflict, without confronting. And you know something? You can do that. Because many, many organizations are wrestling with not just conflict, not just uh, confrontation, but they ask themselves, well, should we hire people from the outside or the inside? Can I say something to you? Hire the best person. They could be from the outside or the inside. Now, there's uh, some organizations that uh, keep saying, well, we only hire from the inside. Well, pretty soon your pool is going to be very small. Well, we only hire from the outside. Well, then you didn't give your own people the opportunity. Simple, very simple. Hire the best person. It could be from the outside, could be from the inside. But the, the way you hire the best person is to create a profile of that person. For the, the perfect candidate for that position will have this, 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 this. Unless you have a profile in your head, you will not be able to 
find the right person. Give me an example. Give me an example. Let's just say you go and buy a red Toyota. You are driving a red Toyota car. You get yourself a red Toyota car. As you're driving on the streets, on the roadways, on the highways and the byways, you start seeing more of what? Red Toyota cars. I have a question for you. Were those red Toyota cars on the highway, on the road, on your street before you got your red Toyota? And the answer is, yeah. Why are you seeing more of them now? You s they were there every day before this. Why are you seeing more red Toyotas now? You're seeing more red Toyotas now because it's clear profile in your head. So, don't just hire for position. Don't just hire for a title. Don't just hire because you have a vacancy. Ask yourself, the perfect candidate, what should be the profile? What skill set should they bring? What training should they have? What should be the experience? What should be the development? Ask yourself all those questions, create that profile, and then guess what will happen? You're gonna start seeing those people because now you're not filling a vacancy, you are bringing on a team member strategically because you know exactly who and what you're looking for. So, this is what you do. You turn star players into a great team by becoming a coach. So you have appropriate expectations. That's what a coach does. You keep focused on the common goal. And here comes a big one. You treat them fairly not equally. I don't know of anybody who treats everybody equally. And I know you're saying, no, 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 I treat everybody equally. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. We treat people fairly, respectfully, honorably, but not equally. Because nobody treats people equally. I treat my family different from I treat you. I treat you different from the people I don't know at all. So when you have team members and you see that each one of them needs customization, each one of them needs special care from you, then you start asking yourself, what are their needs? How do I empathize and how do I coach them through that? The sixth and final thing I want to talk to you about, because I'm talking about how to create sustain and enlarge your big picture is what I call problem focus. I love this section. Uh, light bulbs are going to go off for you because when I started preparing for this communication with you, I just got excited about it. Problem for you. <laughs> so you excited about problems. You know why I'm excited? Because you have problems, I have problems. As long as I'm alive, I have problems. The only people who don't have problems, two kinds of people don't have problems dead and those who are not doing anything and even those who are doing not doing anything have problems just don't know anything about it and those who are dead usually leave problems for other people but problem says to us how to stay on target in a crisis how do I stay target on target in a crisis just know this that unhealthy practices do not develop overnight 
a crisis doesn't have to create a negative experience a crisis does not have to create a negative experience you hear me again a crisis does not have to create a negative experience if you're working in the ER room of a, of, a, uh, of a hospital, if you're driving an ambulance, you're a fireman, you're a policeman, uh, you deal with crisis, you know, you know that is what you are there for. You're not trying to make it negative, you're not trying to make it positive, you're just dealing with the crisis. Because this is what I found. I got excited when I, when I first discovered this in my life. Leaders are discovered often in crisis you want to know who your real real leaders are have a crisis you know you want to know who's really with you have a problem do you, if you want to know who really thinks creatively who does crisis management who's loyal to you who's faithful to you who will run to the fire and not from the fire who will support you encourage you that will happen during times of crisis. So when crisis is going on, listen to me really carefully. When crisis is going on, keep your eyes open. Because that is when you're going to really discover who the real leaders are in your organization. Leaders, hear me now. It is during your crisis that you have the opportunity to build greater, faster support for you and your vision. If you manage the crisis right, it'll promote you. If you manage the crisis right, it'll create a sustainable infrastructure scaffolding around you. Let me put it this way. Let me, let me say it totally different. Generals in an army don't get the stripes, don't get the medals during peacetime. Generals in the army, soldiers in the army get stripes and medals during wartime. Everybody wants stripes and medals, they just don't want to go to war. It will not happen. That is why never waste a crisis. Discover who your leaders are in a crisis. Discover the health or the unhealth of your organization during a crisis. Discover who you are and what you're made of in a crisis. Discover how you can build uh, a support system faster and bigger in your crisis. Because not all problems are equal. Not all problems are equal. So not every problem needs the same level of response. So I'm going to give you five kinds of problems. You ready? Five kinds of problems. They all start with the letter P. P as in Paul. The first one is what I call a personal crisis. A personal crisis. It's fairly easy to recognize. It may have professional components to it. But it's a personal crisis. It's going on within you. The second one is what I call a people crisis. In which emotions run high. People crisis, emotions run high. And this is what I want you to remember about people crisis. There are rarely any winners. It's not a win-win. It's not a win-lose. It's not a lose-win. It's a lose-lose. In a people crisis, you just got to manage the damage. Number three is what I call a public crisis. In a public crisis, uh, innocent people are drawn into your fight. 
uh, in a public crisis, people who are just standing on the sidewalk get sprayed with what they were not expecting. Uh, family members, friends, colleagues, co-workers, church members <coughs> get drawn into a public crisis. Number four is what we call a problem crisis. A problem crisis is just part of life. You have to discern what's needed in each situation. It's just part of life. And finally, number five is pressure crisis. Because different pressures can start accumulating and then the pressures start exploding. So let me give you those five again. I think that's gold right there. What's gold is personal crisis. That's within you. Deal with it. People crisis, there are no winners. Public crisis, people get drawn into it who are just on the sidelines. Problem crisis, this is just life. You fix it and move on. And then there's the pressure crisis. Be in touch with the health and the pressure in your life. So, gaining support is easier. And I'm going to give you some guidelines as to what to do when there's a crisis. Number one, deal with individuals rather than groups. Anytime you can talk to an individual, prefer that over talking to groups. Because in a group, it's very difficult to manage everybody's expectations, realities, experiences, and perspective of the same thing. Not everybody in the room is hearing, seeing, sensing, experiencing, feeling the same thing as anybody else. Everybody has their own. And so you end up managing all of that and that is a Herculean task. Talk to individuals as much as possible rather than groups. The larger the group, the greater the propensity for it to go bad. Apologize when appropriate. Apologize when appropriate. There's nothing wrong with you saying, I'm sorry, I'm messed up. And here are the two things. Leaders, listen to me. Control the timeline and control your emotions. Control the timeline, control the emotions. You as the leader set the tenor and the tempo at which the crisis will be addressed. If you escalate, if your pressure is high, you are all flushed, your veins are sticking out, you are frothing at the mouth, you are, your eyes are blazing, if you are angry, everybody else is going to escalate in response to you and control the timeline. That means you got to know not only what to do, but when to do it. You may have to give it time to chill. You may have to give it time to just back up. You may have to back up. They may have to back up. You may set a timeline saying, hey, let's talk about this tomorrow rather than talking about it right now. But you have to control the timeline. Because if you're ready and understand all of those things, you can handle that. The last thing I want to say to you, in a crisis, your presence as a leader is more important than what you say and what you do. Two words, be present. Don't be an absentee leader. Don't be a delegating leader. Don't be running from a crisis by delegating it to somebody else to go fix it. 
If you're the primary leader, your gravitas, your credibility, your position, your title, your experience, your interactivity with those people, that all that is huge in somebody's life. Be present. In this series, I've talked to you about how to create, sustain, and enlarge your big picture. I've talked to you about six things. Quick review. Number one, personal focus. How to keep your heart in the game. Be aware you're sensing a shift. Don't let your previous experience trap you into your present realities when your present realities are moving on. Don't be a tentative leader because tentative leaders create uncertain followers. Second thing I talked to you about was platform focus, how to communicate and maintain your vision. It is one thing to create your vision, it's another thing to communicate your vision. And I talked to you about a pyramid and how you horizontally slice it and how you create the, the communication cascading strategy so that everybody gets the same vision repeatedly again and again and again. People focus how to develop folk, uh, uh, your leaders around you. You discover, develop, deploy. Development is the greatest thing that a leader does of other people. Don't keep perpetuating the cycle of nobody mentored me, therefore I don't know how. Break that cycle into somebody else's life. Program focus is how to keep everyone vision-centered because people come to your organization at different stages and ages of your organization and their default setting is to see themselves exactly where they came in. So you've got to keep reminding yourself that I have to remind them to remain vision-centric. Do everything through the vision grid. Number five is procedural focus. How to have a healthy organization that is functioning. Not a functioning unhealthy organization but a healthy organization that's functioning and finally I helped you understand the five levels of a problem and in the middle of the crisis discovering who you are discovering who they are and building your support base faster and bigger than any other time you are a leader you are a leader's leader and hopefully I've helped you understand how to create how to sustain, and how to enlarge your big picture.